When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello everyone and welcome back to the Elm Park Royals preview podcast, of course, brought to you by Phantom Bruco. Well, Derby Day is done. We now move very quickly onto our next test, our first away trip actually since that away win at Wickham. Seems very long ago now, um, but we are, of course, travelling up to Lincoln City this weekend. Um, no Paul and James today. They're both, I think, still recovering from Tuesday nights. We've got a bit of a bonus deep dive into our hosts this weekend. Um, and so to do so and look at Lincoln City, I'm joined today by Gary from the Stacey West. How are you doing, Gary? I'm doing very well, mate. How are you? Very good. Not too bad. A bit, uh, well, getting over the the, the Derby day and uh, everything that goes on around it. So, uh, yeah, but very much looking forward to this weekend. Um, Gary, just to kick off, Stacey West, How where, where did that name come from for the podcast? Um, so we, I, I took the name from the end of the ground that I used to watch uh, the Imps from. I've been watching the Imps since 1986. I know I don't look old enough, um, but yeah, since <laughs> 1986, uh, named the Stacey West um, after uh, Bill Stacey and Jim West, who uh, were the two Lincoln fans that lost their lives in the Bradford fire. So um, although I took the name on more for the ground over the time, it's kind of, you know, it's entwined with Lincoln. And um, mm. I have spoken uh, in the past to Bill Stacey's family um, about the fact that I've got the name and were they okay with it as well. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of I decided to keep it and as just as a tribute to them as much as, uh, as a tribute to myself or to my our end of the ground rather, not to myself. Brilliant tribute. No, I love that name. Fantastic. Um, so looking at Lincoln City, we'll have a look really at kind of um, diving into the past five, ten years, really, of Lincoln. It's been quite quite an incredible rise back, really, for you guys. You know, I guess historically you look at Lincoln, they've always been a tier three, tier four side within the football pyramid, but a dip down to non-league about ten years ago. And uh, ironically, when you came back up from non-league in, in 16, 17, we were talking about it before, we were obviously a couple of kicks away from the Premier League and uh, our wonderful Mr. Dai Yong boos and hisses Q um, decided to come in. And re- really, the, the tale of the two clubs since then couldn't be any more different. You've risen up and we've dropped back down. Yeah, um, I remember you being within a kick of the championship. For a minute there, I was just looking for my tennis ball to see if I could throw it across <laughs> on the, across the screen in please solidarity. Do, do. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean... Do you know what rogue owners? I, I, this is a tale of two owners because we talk about our rise and we talk about your fall and um, mm-hmm. kind of Reading's. I'm not going to say demise, but Reading's kind of capitulation, so to speak, is all down to an owner and his decisions. And actually, our rise is very much rooted in in who we have in charge, um, which is a guy called Clive Nates. The board is now very very good, but Clive came in in December 2015, and we battled relegation two seasons in a row when we first went down to the National League and we never felt that we were going to get get any higher. 
Uh, and then in, in 2016, he appointed Danny Cowley, who everybody knows now who, who Danny Danny Cowley is. Um, they know that because of what he did with us. We won the National League. We got to the FA Cup quarterfinals. Um, little known people don't they forget, but we were um, just a, a few minutes away from the FA Trophy final, which doesn't sound particularly prestigious. But at that time, Lincoln City were one of the only teams that had never played at Wembley. Um, and then we came up, we won the Checker Trade Trophy. Again, it doesn't sound prestigious, but it was at Wembley. It was our first trip there. We took 28,000, I think, something like that. It was ridiculous. Won League Two as well. And every single step, there's been slow evolution. Um, we built a new training ground on the back of the FA Cup money. We attracted Michael Appleton, who I, I respected as a coach. He took us to the playoffs in 2020-21, um, where we were one game away from going to the championship ourselves against Blackpool. Since then, we've really consolidated, I think, in League One. And and when you've when you've been away to North Ferriby and had to sit in a tree inside the ground in order to watch the match action, you really do kind of you you, you never get bored of seeing teams like Reading, Derby, Ipswich, Peterborough come up on the fixture list. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a bit similar. We were talking to um, Cambridge earlier in the year, and they were and they were talking similar about kind of that that footballing. Um, uh f- f- footballing um uh like learning really kind of back then when you're in you know non-league and you, you're going to these grounds and i think he, he quoted one where they lost six nil away or something and you know you, you really learn learn the the roots of football at that some point but um but i mean since since then you know since uh 2017 uh, very short stay in in league two and really since then league one you've kind of become really a staple of 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 league league one again you've i i, I kind of i've compared well we spoke about it before and i kind of said you, you you're a bit like a preston in 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 league one you, you're a very tough team to beat now you never really flirt with relegation and barring your one um time i think where you finished fifth in um uh, i think it was 2020 i think it was or 2021 yeah, 2021 yeah Never, never really kind of got back there, but a very difficult team to beat and one you never like playing. I like the analogy. Um, I like to think of us a little bit more like Brentford, if I'm honest, in that we, you know, Brentford, we, we feel yeah. like an established team, but we have, we do have aspirations of the championship. And I think the way that the club's set up now and the way that we try and invest in certain players um, to develop, we are aiming higher than perhaps. Well, I'm not going to say perhaps we should, but Lincoln City are not a championship team. You asked my granddad and he would have told you, um, God bless him, that Lincoln were a second tier team because we had 10 years in Division 2. But that was 1951, 1952 to 1961. I mean, it's ancient history. And if we stay up this season, and I'll touch wood, because with Lincoln, we've had some seasons where we've dropped from playoffs to the bottom in, in very, very quickly. 1987 was, was one of them. Um, but if we stay up this year, it'll be our longest stay in the third tier in my lifetime. Um, there's no reason to think that we shouldn't. When we were going away to North Ferriby and Salisbury and, and getting beat at, at Bradford Park Avenue and places like that, um, we only dreamed of being established in League One. And, and let's face it, being established in League One in 2023 is very different to what it was in 2017. We were speaking off air. You know, it's been a who's who of fallen Premier League giants. And you know, even just in, just this season, you've got Reading, you've got Bolton, you've got Ipswich. They're well, Ipswich, not anymore, are they? Reading, Bolton. Wigan, Charlton, oh, big yes. teams. Mm-hmm. Exactly. We've had Sunderland, for instance. We've had Ipswich. I mean, we've got Derby. Phenomenal, phenomenal matches, really, for a team 
even before we dropped out of the football league for a team that was more used to playing Rochdale and, and teams like that and Scunthorpe every single week. So um, I'll, I'll take being Preston, mate, all day long. <laughs> Well, kind of um, just jumping into um, uh, last season, this summer, really, for you guys, finished 11th last year. Again, a very respectable finish for, for Lincoln um, uh, last season. Um, started this season, maybe not brilliantly, had Mark Kennedy, obviously, earlier in the season for you guys. It's been replaced since by um, Michael Scuba, 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 Scuba. I knew Scuba. I was going to get it wrong. Apologies, Mr. <laughs> Scubala. <laughs> um, but kind of, kind of give, give give us a kind of look into the season from from a Lincoln perspective this season, and really um, uh, prospects for you guys, really like names for the season. Yeah, so so last season, as you say, we finished eleventh, and it was more like a a thorn, a splinter being pushed out rather than us climbing up there. I think that we weren't at our best. Um, for long periods of the season. We were very, very hard to beat, but there was very little going forward. 11th was a respectable finish. Um, Mark Kennedy had a good start this season and we lost 3-0 on the opening day to Bolton. After that, we beat Wickham 3-0 uh, at our place. I think we beat Blackpool 3-0. We knocked Sheffield United out of the League Cup. We were, we were doing really well. Um, and then two things happened. First of all, we lost our entire forward line to injury for almost all of the season. Um, so um, whether you want to talk about him, but Ben House, a former Royal, um, was, a, was a big hope of ours this season. He was injured at the end of September. Tyler Walker, our kind of marquee summer signing, he was injured. Rico Hackett, we paid money for him in the summer. He was injured. So that kind of stunted that progress. So, so in actual fact, to be ninth now, having not had recognised strikers for the last, what, three months or so, He's, he's, he's quite a feat. Mark Kennedy lost his job. He didn't lose his job based on results. Um, and it was a little bit unclear, I think, for some people why he lost his job. The under, My understanding was that perhaps the behind the scenes, everything wasn't particularly happy. I wouldn't go as far as to say lost the dressing room because that would be making assumptions that it would be unfair on Mark to make. Um, but he wasn't an easy person for some people to kind of gel with. And there was an incident. We lost to Burton at home. Danny Mandroyu was sent off. And in the post-match interview, Kennedy hammered Danny Mandroyu, more or less saying if he doesn't change his attitude, he's going to be going back to Ireland. He's got an issue. I've spoken to him about it. And I think he said stuff on radio that, that was probably untrue. And I think that's what that was the straw that broke the camel's back. So Michael Scabala has come in. Um, it's early days. Obviously, we lost to Accrington in the Mickey Mouse trophy last night, but I'm, you know, whatever. Um <laughs> We've had the, we've had a decent run in the league. We beat Cambridge 3-0. We beat Leighton Orient. We drew with Barnsley. We went to draw at Wigan. I think Wigan are, are on the up as well. So we are seeing signs of progress, um, but we still need to get bodies back. You're playing us at a really good time for you because we still don't have those players back. We've got a new signing. Well, it's training with the club already. Jack Moylan come over from Ireland. He can't play till the 1st of January. We'll definitely be in the transfer market. We'll definitely be adding to that forward line the 1st of January. We are only going to be better than we are right now. So really, it's a good time to play us. That would be music to Reading fans is because um, we've, well, I wouldn't even say we've been pants on the road we've been worse than pants we've been diabolical to be honest um you know famously had our had our over a year without an away win um finally broken at wickham um a couple of weeks back um but yeah apart from that we lost every single away game this year so or this season so and yeah and i think what was it five points this calendar year we've got now so thanks to that win so but um but yeah um 
looking at where you are at the moment then kind of ninth ninth in the table one of your real good points of of Lincoln this this season though has been your defense I think third best defense in the league and goalkeeper for you guys Lucas Jensen really been a real key point of that for you guys obviously only conceding 20 goals himself really good save percentage as well for it for it for league one goalkeeper i think it's just above 75 percent or so which again i think is up there third best in the league um on that so and clean sheets as well really kind of a key thing for lincoln city this year it has been and would you believe it that we've had a real problem conceding from set pieces and um, so we've been conceding direct from corners and i, I can count I'd need more than one hand to count them. I remember an own goal um, against Port Vale. There was a goal. Luke Plange even managed to score against us, which is oh, he scored against us as well for Carlisle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that's about the only two goals he scored in about the last four years. The boy's terrible. And um, West Ham scored. You know, we we were nil nil with West Ham. They scored direct from a corner. It would, we've had a real problem defending set pieces into the box. Other than that, from open play, I think that of our five centre backs, I think there were they would walk into 70% of any of the teams in this division. So there's Adam Jackson, who's played at Hibernian and Barnsley. He's a real warrior. We've got Alex Mitchell on loan from Will Millwall. He's superb. TJ Omer, who was, was at Spurs. Paul D. O'Connor is our captain. Sean Rowe and Ireland under 21 international. We are blessed with centre-backs. We play three normally at the back. Um, and I, you know, we've got Lewis Monsma to come back in as well. Arguably, we've got six players for, th for three positions. Uh, so defensively, we've looked very sound. You know, we are we were set up last season not to get beaten, and that's kind of continued into this season. Um, our XG is very low going forward. We're not particularly good. But as you say, we are good at the back. Lucas Jensen is um, he's a good keeper. He made a lot of stops in the trophy against Accrington last night. He's good command of his box. He's big. Um, he just there's a little bit of a, a question mark sometimes of when he comes for the ball, he decides not to come. So, but you know, if he had the complete package, he would have played at Burnley wherever he was before he was released. He would have ended up going and playing in their first team. So, but he's got you know he's, he's still relatively young as well. So I think we're hoping to develop him. We've had a history of bringing in young keepers from the Premier League and, and Championship on loan. Alex Palmer, um, Josh Griffiths, and Carl Carl uh, Carl Rushworth, who was superb last season. So this is the first time we've had our own goalkeeper really since pre-COVID, and he's he's doing well. He's a good lad. It's interesting you mentioned about kind of young players coming in. A lot of the spine of this Lincoln team at the moment. Um, I mean, Reading have talked about obviously how young this Reading team is. Obviously, circ circumstantial again. Um, last night we had I think it was seven academy players um, or that come through the academy in the team yesterday. But the Lincoln team is also a very young team really has got a lot of young players um kind of everywhere are, are they lincoln players come through academy or are they more kind of loans and you work that market really well not so much loans this season we've really tried to steer away from borrowing players um so jack borrows is on loan he's he, he plays fullback um just trying to think central midfielders they're all ours jack vale up top who's who's been in and out he's on loan from blackburn i think they're probably the only two loan players that are playing on a regular basis. So we've got Ethan Arahan, who's in his early 20s, signed from St Mirren for, for an expected club record fee. It was undisclosed, as everything is these days. Um and and Ethan, undisclosed fees. Yeah, yeah. Just, like, you know, just tell us what, what it is. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And, it, and do you know what? If it's about not knowing how much you've got to spend or not revealing it, you should be forced to reveal it at the end of a financial year. So you know how much he costs six months later. But Ethan Hamilton, another one. But they're young players but they've played a lot of games and I think that's important. And I, I can't remember the manager who said it. it was either Mark Kennedy or it might be Michael Appleton who said, you know, 
age isn't a, a definition of a player's experience. Um, games are. So you can have a player who's 22 and actually he'll be more experienced than a 26, 27 year old. Um, we've brought some players through the academy. Joven Makama, um, who's a young lad who's, who's the only striker we've had fit of late, has come through the academy. Sean Rowan came over from Ireland, but through the academy. And um, we signed some young players, Dylan Duffy from Ireland, and we signed him from UCD. He's, he's a, a little bag of tricks. He's only just finding his way into the team. Um, Ali Smith, who's, I think, 23, came through uh, non-league and then through Sutton United, and we signed him. So it kind of plays into that. You know, we were talking about as being Preston wanting to be Brentford. It's kind of what we're, we're trying to do. We're trying to bring young players in. We're trying to bring them into the academy. So we've got a lot of young players out on loan at the moment. Um, Oshin Gallagher, who we signed from Derry City as a 16-year-old. He's at Peterborough Sports at the minute, but we're hoping he'll come through to the first team. We've got Hayden Candle, Ichiro Huey, Sam Long, Freddie Draper, all out on loan. Um, who And we're all hoping that all of those will impact the first team as well. So there's a real clear ethos of what we're trying to do. Mm, no, it, well, it's kind of the way everyone really wants to see their club run right um so um so, so yeah it's brilliant that that's going on at lincoln at the moment um and talking about bring bringing young players in one young player that you brought in a few years back um was obviously ben house um form, formerly of reading reading fans might remember him coming through the academy never quite made made the grade obviously when when we're at the championship but as a lot of players don't and they go on to have better careers anyway but um he was your striker to start the season we touched on it on it lightly. That's kind of been a problem area for, for for you guys since then, really, around the striker area. Not really nailing down a number nine since, and maybe the goal scored column um, struggling because of that. Yeah, I'd agree 100%. Um, we've actually got goals, I think, nearly every other outfield player has scored, except the two centre-forwards, Tyler Walker and Ben House. Um <laughs> I mean, I'll start with Ben and then I'll address the second part of the question, if that's OK. So mm-hmm. um, Ben isn't particularly a goal scoring centre forward. And some people get angry when you say that all centre forwards have got to score goals. But in the modern game, he's the pressing centre forward. He's tireless mm-hmm. of all of the players in Lincoln City squad. If I was going to be in a fight in a dark alley at night, I'd want Ben House with me because he's he's, he's aggressive. He grew up watching Shane Long. That's why. So, <laughs> <laughs> he, do you know what he's, he he has? He does have qualities. He does have Shane Long like mm. qualities. Really like Ben. Worked really hard. Championship clubs were looking at him. He'd, he'd got what what Michael Appleton, the previous manager, described as soft feet. He was good on the ball. He st- he still is. But obviously, he's had an operation. We're expecting him back from March. Um, we took a bit of a punt with Tyler Walker. He had had uh, a mild injury at Coventry. Hadn't played an awful lot of games last season. He'd been in and out. But he was a darling of the 2018-19 uh, season, I think. The first, although oh, the 2019-20 season, our first season in League One, he scored something like 14 goals in 22 games for us or something like that. We love Tyler. They were both injured at, exa- at the same time, literally within a game of each other. I think it was um, one of them went off when we played Wickham. I think it was Tyler Walker and then Ben House when we played Sheffield United. And we haven't seen them since. That was the last week in August. On deadline day, we signed Jack Vale, injured from Blackburn, but he was a risk because we thought, well, we've got Tyler Walker and Ben House because we didn't know the extent of their injuries at the minute. We'll bring Jack Vale in and he'll be a nice little backup and we can loan Joven out to get to get time. And that obviously then Vale's injury was exasperated and he was another month and a half. So we had to play Hagiba Delic and a winger um, up top. 
Great story behind Hakeem, by the way. Um, he wasn't given a squad number because there was a deal in place for him to leave. We offered him a severance package, which he refused, and there was a deal arranged for him to leave on loan on deadline day, which he didn't take. Um, he was in the team photo. He wasn't completely ostracised. He was training with the team, but it was common It was common belief that he would never play for Lincoln again. Um, and then suddenly he's playing up front. And you know, Joven, who was on loan at Brackley last season and couldn't get in Brackley's team, they were our two options. So that 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 almost sounds like the old Harry Redknapp story, but I think it was Ben Jarney or something that ended up in a in a hotel room. He just wouldn't go. <laughs> yeah. Incredible. <laughs> you know, I, I think with Hacks, I mean, I've, I've, I've met Hacks. We sponsored his shirt last year or the year before, and you know, he's a really nice guy. He's got a great personality. He's really softly spoken, and he's obviously got the right attitude in terms of staying, fighting for his place. When he came into the team, he didn't let us down. He scored twice against Charlton and had an absolute brilliant game against Michael Appleton who was the manager who signed him and then cast him aside um, mm. but he's just he's not a centre forward and you know yeah. that's what we need the difference between us now being sixth and shouldn't you know maybe even above Oxford and where we are now is purely a centre forward it really is well if it can get you above Oxford I'm sure every Reading fan will be hoping you get that centre forward just not for when they play us <laughs> Um, kind of, kind of looking then. Um, yeah, I mean, as you say, you've got goals from all, all over the pitch. I mean, your top scorer at the moment, um, I think, is uh, man, man, I'm going to ruin his name again, Daniel, <laughs> and I'm going to let you do it. <laughs> oh no, man, 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 Mandru, Mandroyu, Mandroyu is correct. Yeah. Oh yes, get in well there. Done. We go with four. <laughs> also three. Also three assists though. So obviously, a very creative player for you. Um, their play, plays on the wing, but probably one of your most influential players is probably one of your wing backs as well. You say you played that three three at the back um, formation, but Rico Hackett, I think, playing um, on the on the left hand side for you guys, but can play all the way up up that left. Yeah, he can, but he hasn't. Um, so I mean, obviously, he's been injured, like Tyler mm -hmm. Walker and Ben House. When he has played, we kind of under Mark Kennedy, we played three up top with two wide players, and Hackett did play. Sometimes on the right, sometimes on the left, swapping over with Mandroyu. Under Michael Scabala, it's more, it's a kind of a tighter three up top. So it's like a nine with two tens behind. But obviously Hackett's been injured and hasn't been able to um, to, to play under Scabala. I thought you were going to mention Lass Sorensen um, as the influential wing back because mm -hmm. Lass was a strange one. We signed him from, he was released by Stoke City um, and he came in as a central midfielder and he had a, a, a torrid couple of seasons. Uh, we converted him to a right wing back, and and since then he's he's been really solid, full of energy, full of running, a little bit of a fan favourite. Um, so yeah, he's he's certainly been an inf influential one. And, and Mandroyu, just to point out, I think I think two or three of his goals have been penalties. Mm. Sorensen, another young player for you, you as well. I think only twenty two, yeah. so it's it's yeah. it's another one of those kind of youngsters that have come through, which shows really where Lincoln are at the moment. Um, f final player really looking at Ethan. Oh, I'm going to do it again. You're I'm, picking them all, aren't you? I'm picking <laughs> the worst names, and I'm just setting myself up to fail here. Arahan. That's the one. <laughs> Set, plays centre of the park for you. Again, 22 years old, another youngster, but again, makes it tick for Lincoln in the middle. Really like Ethan Arahan. I mean, he's played a lot of games in the Scottish top flight for St Mirren. Um, Forrest Green, I believe, wanted to sign him at the same time as us. I think they offered St Mirren uh, a better 
bigger than we did, but Eaton didn't want to go there. He wants to play higher up and he wanted to play at the, the, a team that would allow him to do that. And he saw Lincoln as, as doing that because obviously we've had like Brennan Johnson, who's now at Spurs, was on loan at Lincoln, did really well. Teo Eden got a move into the championship. Regan Paul's got a, a bigger move, albeit in the same league. And um, so he saw Lincoln as, as a good place to progress. Really like Eaton. He was off it a little bit around the time that Mark Kennedy left. Um, but he's just beginning to to find his form now. He's a really tidy player in the middle of the park. He does a lot of the unseen work. He's 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 got tidy feet. He's he's got good close control. He's a little bit of a a little bit aggressive as well. So if there's ever a, a bit of a dust up, he's always one of the first in there protecting his teammates. We've got two Ethans in the middle because Ethan Hamilton partners him. And again, I think on their day, there are not very many better pairings in this division as a as a two in midfield. And you know your defence actually starts in midfield, doesn't it? You know, if you don't concede a lot of goals, it's not just because of your back three, it's because of your, your midfielders as well and the work that they do. And you know, credit to both of those players for um, our, our good record at the back. And, and I just want to see a bit more, certainly, of Ethan Hamilton going forward because he's got a great shot and, and it's about kind of you know, getting him on the ball a little bit more. But Ethan Arahan, we sponsor his away shirt. Um, Arahan's actually spelt wrong. We spell it G-O-D. Um, it's just pronounced a Raham, but um, yeah, we spell it G-O-D. Really, really like him. Great guy. Calling God or anything, it's easier than a Rahan, I think. So, um... <laughs> as long as you don't ask me to pronounce that lad that plays up top for you that's got the, the name like an Egyptian um, pharaoh. <laughs> you see, I can pronounce that. Well, I think I could pronounce it perfectly. I think I could pronounce it perfectly. Everyone probably pronounces it, it differently. Kelvin Eabishman. Eobishman. That's how, that's okay. Yeah, that's Eobishman, how I pronounce it. Anyway, I've heard people say Eobatiman, but yeah, anyway, names. Thoughts are with the commentators for this weekend. They might have a bit of a bit of a struggle. Um, <laughs> or maybe they're just professional commentators and not a idiot podcaster like me. Who knows? No, they're, they're on iFollow. They're not going to be, they're not professional, trust me. <laughs> very true. Well, they will have Tim Deller from BBC Berkshire. So um, so, so we'll see ah, if, right, if, yeah. um, if, 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 if he'll do any better. Um if you could pick one player then from, we've discussed many players there. If you could pick one player for, for Lincoln, who's the, the the man really for you guys, who would you pick? I'm going to say Ethan Arahan at the moment. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, 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 every team's got to have a heartbeat and every team's got to have a spine. Uh, and and that's him. When he's on form, he can make everybody else play. Should have been Danny Mandroyu because he's he's got a foot like Harry Potter's wand. Um, but unfortunately, uh, yeah, he, he turns up for some games and, and occasionally not for others. If he turns up in the right frame of mind, um, he'll he'll do a lot of damage. So mm-hmm. I'll pick two. That's a cheat, isn't it? Wow. We've had people that pick more. It's fine. <laughs> um, main thing, Reading, mark him out the game. You've, you, you've heard it here first. I know everyone listens to it, so, you know. <laughs> Go get him. Um, so looking looking at the weekend, um, playing at Sin- Sinsel Bank, not been there since 1998. I was two years old um, when when that when that game would have uh, come on. Maybe a show of how young I am or how long we, we've uh, not played each other for. But give us a bit of a idea of of of, of Sinsel Bank. What is it like there? First of all, I remember that game because I was the mascot. I was poacher of the imp oh, at Lincoln fantastic. for 16 years. And I remember Darren Kasky scoring twice for you on that game. Um, mm-hmm. And Sinsel Bank hasn't changed a huge amount since then in terms of the stands. I think um, it's it's kind of an old school new ground in that we we haven't gone down the new build route, We've you know, but we've completely redeveloped it since the 80s. So it's for when I say new stands, one was 1988, so they're, what, 30-odd years old now. Um, mm-hmm. 
we it's a it's a nice ground it depends where you're sitting there's one stand that stands out you'll notice it if you, you're coming along i call it the lego brick stand it was built in the wake of the bradford fire so it was built big spacious or concrete we intended you're to really build wanting on to go down that brentford route at the moment with all the lego yeah. brick stand they've got the lego oh it's the, everything's coming together <laughs> i can see it in a few years um, but it, yeah it's a good ground and you know what you're uh, the experience outside of the ground is as good as as anywhere in in the football league and i'm not just saying that because it's my club but we have a fan zone at one end which has got a bar it's got different stalls and stands there's entertainment on and it's always ram packed um the bar there is from guys called the tipsy and they do proper ales and stuff like that they did my wedding in june and they're superb but then at the other end, at the away end of the ground, you've got a few food stands and bits and bobs outside as well. So I, I find it quite a welcoming um, place. I think Wickham have an, a, a good fan zone. I seem to remember going to Wickham and having a good fan zone. And it's kind of modelled yeah. a bit on that, I think. Mm. Oh, fantastic. Well, hopefully um, uh, it'll be, be, be a good following going up, having not played played you guys for so long. Hope, hopefully it's a it's a, uh, it's a good game. Capacity just under 11,000. So uh, not bad for League One as well. So um prediction for the weekend gary what are you going to go with now i know that people always come on and they always back their own team and i have a habit of trying to be as honest as possible and not have wearing rose tinted this year with reading oxford was the first time i predicted a win for about three months <laughs> <laughs> so I, I just couldn't stomach predicting anything else against them but no i, I would i'd be the same against grimsby but we won't have to play them for a while so that's nice um uh, but I'm actually going to be that guy. I'm going to be that away fan that comes on and everybody says, well, you're always going to back your team. But I am backing us to win this weekend. Um, I think your away record is something worthy. Of, you know, I, I think it does play a part. I think last yesterday, last night, would have taken an awful lot out of Reading as a team because it was mm -hmm. such an important game. Um, and I can, we need a reaction after our game against Accrington. So I'm going to back Lincoln to win by two goals to one. Well, you've been very kind with Reading's away form because to say that it, to say anything else and it's just been diabolical is, I think, giving it far too much praise. To be honest, we've been woeful. Um, if we could get a draw, I think any Reading, hand would, um, Reading fan would snap your hand off for a draw. I think, to be honest, but uh, I, uh, yeah, I, I think two one Lincoln. Um, two nil maybe. Um, yeah, last night was 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 a was a tough game. You had uh, three or four Reading players just on 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 the pitch afterwards, just lying down because they were knackered. It's uh, not not ideal. And you've uh, oh no, you haven't had a clear week. You had EFL Trophy or whatever it's called last yeah. night, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But probably not first team. So playing. No, it was yeah. No, it was actually we played Arahan and Hamilton and Mandroyu and Jensen. Yeah, we we put a, a strong side out. We just they just didn't perform. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go 2-1. Yeah, it, it's another away game. I'm still yet to predict an away win at some point. It will probably come at Oxford unless we start <laughs> winning some away game. I, I just I just can't predict a win. I like Until we've seen more than just one win in seemingly a thousand years, I can't really um, predict anything else. Um, but it will be our first game there. Or against Lincoln since 1999. A nice gap of 24 years since then. It's over the years, been a very even fixture um, between between the two teams. Games one drawn and lost, very even. So hopefully we'll have a good game um, between the two teams. But Gary, thank you so much, obviously, for joining us um, for, for this preview pod 
podcast it's been a bit of a bumper one it's, it's gone on a bit so hopefully everyone's enjoyed it um obviously if you have be sure to obviously give us a five star rating on your podcast of choice um give us a follow on all of our socials obviously it helps us find find new viewers new listeners um, and people on our socials and it really doesn't go unnoticed um we will of course be back for the uh post-match podcast it will be on sunday so be sure to come back for that one and until then i've been matt lansley this has been the preview podcast and we'll catch you on the next one.